on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Purcella and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality guys Today we have Q and AF, just like we do every Monday for you Um... This is where you get to submit the questions and I give you the answers. Now you could submit your questions, which can be about anything. Now typically they're about personal development, how to win, how to kick ass, how to be a bad motherfucker. But if you wanna ask about what's going on in the world, we'll answer some of those as well. You could submit these questions a couple different ways. The first way is- Guys, you can email those questions in to askandy at andyforsala.com. Or you can go on YouTube and you can click subscribe. And you could drop your question right there in the comments. And guess what? We'll answer some of those too. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> we, right. We so if this is your first time listening, we like to make it weird. Um, that was an example of it. We have other shows within the show, okay? We have Q&AF, which is what you hear today. And then throughout the week, we will have multiple CTIs, which are called Cruise the Internet. That's where we talk about current events. We put headlines on the screen. We talk about what's going on in the world. And then we talk about what we think is bullshit, what we think is true, and how we as the individuals can come together to solve some of these problems going on in the world. Now, why is that important? Why is our podcast in the business section? Why are we a entrepreneurship personal development podcast that talks about what's going on in the world? Well, the reason is the same reason why if you plant corn in a, a field that has no nutrients or the ability to grow from you cannot grow corn. And this is how you should think about your life and your business. If you plant your business or your life in the soil of America, which is supposed to be free, and there's no freedoms allowed, you're going to have a much more difficult time, if not impossible time, growing the life that you want. So we as entrepreneurs have a duty to understand both pieces of the environment, what's going on in the world and how to win in real life. And we're actually bringing back a big part of the personal development program with the relaunch of the MFCEO project. Now, you guys who have been following me for years and years, you know what the MFCEO project was. It was a number one personal development entrepreneurship podcast in the world that we converted into Real AF in 2019 to talk about what's going on in the world. We're bringing that back and we're still gonna do Real AF. Uh, so that should be within the next 30 to 45 days that's gonna launch. So keep an eye out. Uh, you guys know I'm not on social media very much anymore. Um, pay attention to what I do post because I'm going to be showing you how to get access to that. Now, other shows that we may have on this, we have Real Talk. Real Talk is five to 20 minutes this, of me giving you some real talk. That could be what's going on in the world or it could be how to win, how to be better, how to become a bad motherfucker. Other times we have 75 Hard Verses. That's where people who have completed 75 Hard, which is the first part of the Live Hard program, come on the show, they talk about their story, they talk about why they needed to change, they talk about how they did change, and then we talk about how it can help you get control of your life as well. Uh, 75 Heart is a part of the overall Live Hard program, which is available for free and it's designed to unfuck yourself. You can get it at episode 208 on the audio feed. You cannot get that on YouTube. So that's a rundown on the show. Uh, we have this thing that we call the fee. The fee is very simple. Please share the show. I get censored everywhere I go. Um, if I can't get you guys to share the show, if I'm not giving you enough value, which I know I am because I'm giving you 25 years worth of business experience for fucking free. Uh, if I can't get you guys to share the show, the message doesn't get out because they won't let me get it out. 
So don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. I loved your metaphor there, by the way, but I, <clears throat> which one? Uh, about the corn. Yeah. I, I fucking love corn. Corn's good, dude. Bro, listen, I think people, it is, it can be versatile too. Corn's fucking great. Yeah. It's I mean, one of the, it's, it's almost like a potato, but not quite a potato. Yeah. Like, I mean, bro, it could be fucking popcorn. You could do more with potato than you can with corn. Oh, I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. But yeah. like, but corn's good. If I had to pick one food forever for the rest of my life, it would be a potato. Yeah. Okay. Cause you could do so much shit with it. So right? much, man. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, potato smack, pancakes, french fries, potatoes, fucking, dude, you could do hash browns, all kinds of things, bro. Yeah. Like you could shoot them Stew, from a gun. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of things you can do with a potato. <laughs> you just can't do with other stuff. But corn has to be right up there in the second place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, you super, can make tortillas out of corn, you can grill corn. Yeah. Pop it. Yeah. Eat it right out of the can. Fuck drink the man. juice. That's now that's nasty. What? That's nasty. What? That's why people. I thought shit. we were doing. I thought we were. No, bro. I thought we were doing this. You drink that. You eat that shit. You you eat that. You eat corn out the can, bro. Like just straight out. I'm the not can. saying I no. You're, he's fucking lying. <laughs> he's fucking lying. <laughs> I'm not saying I do that. I'm, I'm saying just, it's possible. It's to possible. Do. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. <laughs> drink I thought juice. we were. I thought we were having an open <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, I thought man. this was safe. Yeah, man. All right. Dude, hey, look, you got right, learned my limits. I won't talk about anything anymore. <laughs> right. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Hey, you're looking good, man. You got you got some tan coming in now. Yeah. It's looking good. Yeah. My tan's been all fucked up this year. It's been rough. Yeah. You know, I I I can't get my sh normal shirt off cardio. Yeah. Because I got the ruck. Yeah. People don't know about that. Huh? People don't know about a shirtless cardio. Session. Oh yeah, that's how you get the tan, bro. Yeah. So like, I don't get to get that in anymore because I got the ruck. Mm -hmm. And so I have to decide, do I want the t-shirt tan or do I want the ruck tan? Yeah. And yeah. I take the t-shirt tan because yeah. I don't want like str straps on me, right? Yeah. Um, so like above those sleeves, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Well, over here. Well, <laughs> the tattoos help blend it in, but it's, it's very uh, Caucasian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's get into this, man. Guys, Andy, I got some good ones for you. All right. Let's, let's go. Let's knock these out. Andy, question number one. Andy, it's no secret that America has the largest population of prisoners uh, in this country with over two million people incarcerated. I understand that most people deserve to be locked up. And I also understand that there are people in prison for petty crimes. A lot of tax dollars go to the prison system on top of the multi-billion dollar private prison system. I'm just wondering if you think there is a problem with our current system, and if so, how would you go about addressing it? I do think there's a problem with our current system. Um, I think it's too soft on the people that it should be hard on, and I think it's too hard on the people that it should have leniency towards. Mm. Um, nobody should be in jail for a significant amount of time or any time at all for selling marijuana. OK, when they passed the 1994 crime bill and we're putting people away for three, three marijuana felonies for fucking life. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. When then people who commit violent crimes are getting charged with, you know, first degree assault or attempted murder or all these things or murder. And they're doing three to five years and getting out on parole. That's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. So I personally think that our system is backwards. Um if I were to design a system from the ground up, I think that it would look something like this. Violent offenders would be dealt with. They would be dealt with harshly. Violently. Yeah. They would be dealt with violently. 
if you hurt someone or you murder someone or you rape someone and it's proven fact that there's pr- undeniable proof you did these things, which is very hard to escape nowadays because of all the technology, um, you should be dealt with in a, in a very harsh way and made an example out of so that people know not to do those things. You know, uh, in Singapore, they cane people for littering. Do you, do you know what Singapore doesn't struggle with? Littering. Litter. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the Middle East, in some countries, they have open markets where gold and, and you know, valuables are left out while they go prey and they don't lock them up. They don't put them in the safe. They don't close the storefront. Everything stays out. Why? Because if you steal it, they'll cut your hand off. Okay. So what happens? Nobody steals. Mm. And we in America have developed this softness for actual criminals because things have been so good for so long and people are so detached from actual criminal mindset that they assume that these criminals are just good people that are making bad decisions or they were disadvantaged or they were, they were, you know, there's something we make up a story because the fucking hamster died. Yes, they bro. Were three, yeah. They were, they were traumatized, right. right. By their upbringing or whatever. And this comes from people who are detached from reality. These co- this comes from people who have never dealt with a violent criminal. I've dealt with violence. I've, I've had, I've been in a situation where that's happened. Okay. I wear the fucking reminder of it on my face every single day of my life. All right. There's certain people that are going to do fucking violent things and they're going to repeat those things over and over and over. And those people don't have a place in our society. And so for those kind of crimes, those people should be made examples of so that everybody understands what happens if you do those things. Mm -hmm. And that will create a situation where we have accountability for violence. Now, I'm not talking about fistfights. I'm talking about killing people. I'm talking about raping people. I'm talking about the you know, carjacking, all this shit. Fistfights should actually be a misdemeanor at most, if even prosecutable, because the reality is, just like Eric was saying on the show Friday, there has to be a blow-off valve. And wouldn't you rather people beat the shit out of each other once in a while than go on these shooting sprees and right. all this stuff? Like, bro, we've lost that in America because getting in a man-to-man fist fight to settle a dispute has been criminalized to the point where people won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that that anger, that frustration and everything builds up and there's no outlet, all right? So there's a lot of changes that need to be made. You know, when it comes to regular crime, like... Uh, you know, white collar crime or, uh, you know, um, you know, misdemeanors or, or shit, you know, that's dealt with at a different standard. But like, you know, it to me, eye for an eye makes sense. Well, see, I think to that, though, most people can't don't, like they don't even understand up until the last, you know, we're, we're kind of like, you know, in this modern society, postmodern society now. But dude, up to, you know, 100 years ago, that's how it was forever like that was the the rule of law right um to the point where victim retribution like that was a massive thing yeah you know and like we went away when we started you know you you know leading with our bleeding hearts and it fucked us that's because the people that are with the bleeding hearts have never actually experienced anything hard Hmm. they've never had they've never had it yeah right um you Where'd you grow up? Did you grow up in a nice neighborhood where there was no crime? Or did you grow up in a place where there was plenty of crime? There was, there was, not, there, there was more than enough. Okay. <laughs> now, did the people who committed the crime, were they people who did these things over and over and over and over and over again? The same ones. You knew them. Okay. Well, then if you want to solve the crime problem, you got to remove those people from fucking society. That's yeah. reality. Yeah. And that's not happening. And it's not being allowed to happen because 
of the Soros-appointed uh, district attorneys and prosecutors who are allowing these criminals. And by the way, this is all intentional. This plays into the bigger perspective of what's going on, which is the suppression of the development of the black communities in the United States, which, which is the intent of the crime, okay? When you have a black criminal who's in one of these cities who kills people and then they don't press charges or carjacks people and they don't press charges or you know, does all kinds of shit and they don't press charges and they continue to let these people out in the streets, that's actually what the systemic racism that everybody talks about actually is. Mm. Because what they're doing is they're intentionally releasing the criminal element back into these communities in order to keep the chaos going top to bottom. That's the point. So this isn't about anything other than that. They never want the black communities to actually get out of the, the chaos that they're in. So they continue to let these, these criminals run the fucking neighborhoods, which creates chaos. And then they come in every two and four years and say, hey, vote for us. We're not racist. We'll fix it. We're going to give you leniency towards criminals. And then, you know, you get what you get. Right back in the same boat. Yeah. And yeah, so, man. like, dude, you know, there, there needs to be major reform. You know, um, if you're a white-collar criminal and, you know, you you defraud people like Sam Bankman-Fried, who's stolen billions of dollars from people, allegedly, uh, that that's death, dude. Yeah. Like, you kill those people. Because, dude, now now people are afraid to do things like that. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah. You know, like, this is why I'm probably not the best guy to run the country. <laughs> For real. Because I would be throwing people in the fucking wood chipper, dude, left yeah. and right. Yeah, it's needed, man. It is needed. It's fucking needed. It's though. needed. It's needed to clean it up. And then it's needed to, there needs to be some discipline that says, okay, well, we're done with that phase of it. Now we're going to move forward with these rules. You know, that's what really needs to happen to get our country back on track. There needs to be a phase of extreme accountability where all these people who have fucked our whole country up are held accountable, all right? And that should be in a violent way, meaning like, not meaning revolution way, but meaning like when they're held accountable, they should be executed. You remove those people from society, all those people that have done all this shit that we're dealing with right now. Whoever they are. And then we restructure the exact plan that America was supposed to be and we move forward without those fuckers. Yeah. And America will be the most beautiful amazing great place ever because we have very few people disrupting the game for everybody else and it's not a race of people it's not a culture of people it's some elite rich motherfuckers that all work together to keep us fucked up so that they can continue to take from us and that's it yeah and until that until the collective figures that out and stops thinking it's a certain race or a certain group or a certain this and starts identifying it as just a group of people who are bad as fuck, we're not going to get be able to accomplish it because of the social constructs of them to defend themselves. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's victimizing themselves as part of a group, right? Like if you point at Barack Obama and say Barack Obama's a criminal, you're fucking, you're you racist. Black people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like this group think and this identity shit that collectively uh, they train us to think like actually is their defense system as to how they avoid accountability for doing evil shit. Mm -hmm. And then people play into it because they're like, oh, yeah, black people. Look at all the black people. Look what they're doing. Right. Bro, that's not all black people. That's a criminal element of the black population. Most black people are embarrassed of those videos. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. Like we cannot continue to generalize these discussions. Yeah. Otherwise, there can be no solution. You'll never be able to have them. Yeah, that's real shit, man. Guys, Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, this question is in direct relation to your Andy Graham titled Learn to Quiet Your Mind. 
uh, where you talked about calming your mind in times of unexpected hiccups and focusing on the fact uh, and devising a strategy and executing. Do you have any tips or methods that I could use to implement this? I have a difficult time quieting my mind and my thoughts can be all over the place about unimportant things. How do you deal with this? Look, man, this, this is where everybody gets messed up. All right. When things are chaotic and things are hard and you're having trouble getting your bills paid, you're having trouble getting business in the door, you're having trouble getting the wheels turning the way that you want. It's natural to become consumed with that negativity, all right? If you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're not progressing as fast as you want. Maybe you're not moving up the chain as fast as you want. Maybe you're trying as hard as you can uh, and things aren't happening at the, like there's frustration, right? Uh, the likelihood is you're not doing everything you can and you need to be more honest with yourself, but that's a, another topic. The reality is, is that in times of frustration, it's easy to get sucked into the thoughts of frustration. And when you're sucked into the thoughts of frustration, you can't focus a proper plan to get yourself out of the frustration. So you have to learn to disconnect from the chaos and like, you know, say, okay, I understand all this is happening, but I'm going to look over here right now because this is where the fuck I'm going. I'm going this way. I'm not going towards the chaos. I'm going away from the chaos. And this is my plan. I have to wake up on a daily basis. I have to do this. 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 And then you make the plan and you execute the plan. And then the next day you make the plan and you execute the plan. And then the next day you make the plan and you execute the plan. And you start to create momentum out of this place. And soon, very soon, and I'm not talking a year, I'm talking within weeks of, of positive momentum in the right way, the chaos starts to feel less and less and less and less and less. And you start to feel better and better and better because you know that you're moving the right way. When you wake up uh, Monday morning and you know that you didn't day drink all day on Sunday and fuck your whole day away. And in fact, you actually poured it into your future life. Um, you wake up with a little bit different energy than if you're just trying to drag your ass out of the, the regular people, you know, routine, which is, you know, we know what it is. It's yeah. part of your life away. Relax. Take time off. Balance. Um, yeah, bro. And then you know it's wrong, so you feel guilty about it. And now you're starting your week off from a place of not being satisfied. Mm. So think how good you would feel if three weeks from now you woke up and you knew that for the last three weeks you did every fucking thing that you were supposed to do. You ate the food you were supposed to eat. You read the books you were supposed to read. You made the calls you were supposed to make. You did the emails you're supposed to do. You did everything you were supposed to do. You did all your workouts. In three weeks, you would look back and be like, fuck, all right, I'm doing it. That chaos doesn't feel as stressful. It doesn't feel as angry. And that will become then easier to even focus more on the future. And this is the distance that you must create through manufactured momentum. This is why I give you guys these tools, the tools of the power list, which is on episode 16, uh, which is called Win the Day. It's on the audio feeds. It gives you my exact productivity framework that I have used to build my life. There's a journal that you can buy on the website that we just got it back in stock, which sells out all the time. And it sells out because it's awesome. Uh, you don't need it, but it's there if you want it. But go to episode 16. It'll give you my power list system that I've used to create productivity. Exactly what I'm explaining you need to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, there's this, the Live Hard program, which helps with this. A lot. Those of you that that do the Live Hard program, I'm what I'm saying, you're shaking your head. Yes, I already know because... I fucking built it, all right? <laughs> so it's episode 208 on the audio feed. You know, I give away these productivity tools for free because I want you to fucking use them and I want you to win. So these are the exact tools I use and it's what works for me. And I understand there's other methods, but you know, this is what I do. 
So was there ever a time in your life, Andy, where you 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 kind of went with the belief that life was supposed to be easy and then you had this like wake up and you accepted the fact that, you know, times of chaos like that is life. It's like, funny that you bring this up. I was literally before you came in today having this conversation with a couple of guys in the locker room, Joe being one of them. Uh, we, Joe, me, Joe and Micah were in the locker room. I think Tom might have been in there, too. We were talking about. Uh, how most of the journey that you're going to go on if you're ambitious is going to be hard. It's going yeah. to be the hard part. Like the wrong thinking is to assume that it's that you're going to spend like like a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going through the hard time. And they think the hard time is like 10 percent of the time. Right. But when you're building a career or you're building a business or you're when I say building a career, bro, I don't mean having a job. There's two different kinds wow. of people. Right. There's people who want a job to pay their bills so they can go out and fucking fuck off. All right. Quote unquote, live their life. There's other people, which by there's, I'm not judging. Cool. I'm just saying that's there. There's people like that. Then there's other people who want to build a career. That means they're fucking investing time now because they understand it's going to provide the level of income later that allows them to live the kind of life that they want to live. Mm -hmm. All right. And so when we're talking about, you know, driven, hungry people. I'm always talking about the latter of those two. Mm. All right. Understand that. So we were talking in the locker room uh, about how, you know, people assume that it's this 20% or 10% hard time and 90% and good time. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason that people feel so frustrated all the time with their lives and careers is because they assume wrong. All right. When you're ambitious and you're hungry and you're trying to build something unique and special and out of the ordinary, 80% of the time, it's going to be the struggle. 20% is going to be the non-struggle. And that's the reality. These are no different than the people that are, you know, uh, self-help uh, victims of their own thought process by thinking that, you know, they can go through life with little anxiety or no anxiety at all. Yeah. You know, uh, so when a person thinks about anxiety and bro, I used to do this, I, I would try to, you know, I kind of bought into this mentality that like I shouldn't have no anxiety. And, and the reality is, is you can never have no anxiety. Just the day-to-day -day operation of being a human is going to cause you some anxiety. So when you're expecting to not have any, and then you get a little bit, you get ultra pissed off yeah. because you have the wrong expectation. You're like, holy shit, fuck, why is this always happened to me? Why, why, why? And you start to self-victimize yourself because you have the wrong expectation. And most people have the wrong expectation about their career or their ambition or their goal of what they're trying to build because they assume that it's only going to be 10% struggle and 90 or 80%, 90% fucking good times when in reality it's flipped, which causes them to feel frustrated all the time. Bro, once you just kind of accept like, hey, what I'm doing is hard. What I'm doing is out of the ordinary. What I'm doing is something that other people aren't willing to do. And guess what that comes with? It comes with a big heaping spoonful of fucking hard and it never goes away. That's the way it is. So if you could just accept reality and understand that it's, yeah, yeah, what we're doing is hard. Yeah. Like Sal reminds me of this all the time, bro. I get frustrated as fuck, okay? He's like, dude, we're doing something that's never been done hmm. in business. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we get into the, like we get into these exp these false expectations that actually fuck us all the way up. We see this a lot with like young people and the entrepreneur uh, bullshit that we see on the internet. Like, bro, you know why so many young people have a hard time building a career now? Because they see every other fucking knucklehead on the internet 
tell them they make a hundred grand in fucking a week. And, you know, these people are going to work for, you know, a regular career salary and, and they feel like they're fucking losing. And bro, I'm going to tell you, those people that you see on the internet in two more years, you're going to see them on the internet one of a few different ways. This person scams out of this much money. This person fucking goes broke. This person fucking gets arrested for this. Or you just don't hear from them at all because they're full of shit. Well, I changed my life. Right, bro. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. You know, I gave that life up because I want to be a, I'm following Jesus now or some fucking shit. Dude, listen, man. Everybody's lying. Okay. Here's the reality. It's hard and it takes a long fucking time. And most of the time it's going to be hard on a daily basis, which is why you have to build yourself into someone that can endure the fight for the long haul. If you can become the person that can keep fighting when other people quit fighting, now you're in a position to win no matter what, just by the statistical data. So this is about understanding. It's a hard game. It's a long game. And the best way that you can win is to never fucking quit and build yourself that has the correct into someone who has the correct expectations and also can handle the fucking bullshit that comes with it. I love it, man. Because I'm thinking too, like, bro, you know, being broke's hard. Yeah. Being overweight's hard. Listen, man. You know what I'm saying? One of my first fucking sayings I ever wrote on the internet in 2012 was, uh, being successful is hard as fuck, but so is being broke. Mm. And that meme has been fucking put out a gazillion times in a gazillion different ways because it's fucking true. It's the truth. Do you want the hard with the reward or do you want the hard with no reward? Those are your choices. That's the choices you have. Do you want to live a life that's hard intentionally with some sort of reward? Or do you want to live a life that's hard by default with no reward? Those are the fucking choices that every single human being has and they get to choose from. There are no other fucking choices. That is it. That is it. And people tell themselves all kinds of stories about how there's other choices or I'm opting out or I chose this other life. We'll see. Because there's only two choices. And how you're living your life right now will tell you exactly which one you've already chosen. I love it, man. Guys, Andy, our third and final question, question number three. Uh, Andy, I know both of these are important, but if you had to pick one or prioritize one over the other, which one would you pick? Quality of product or customer service? You know, people say to me all the time, dude, when I show my cars, They'll say, if you only had to pick one car, what would you pick? You know how, you know what I say? Mm. I say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick just one car. That's why the fuck I work so hard. Mm. Because I want choices and I want options. I want all of it. I want all of it. Yeah. And if you want all of it, the answer to the question that you just asked is that they are equally important. And so are the 20 other aspects of your business. They're all equally important. And you have to be great at all of them. You have to have a great product. You have to have great service. You have to have great marketing. You have to have uh, great culture. You have to have great fucking uh, people running your finances. You have to have great leadership. You have to have fucking great in every single area that's even a part of your organization. And the biggest problem that people fucking have is that they can't understand that that's the standard. Mm. You know, they they think that if I have a great product, I can make up with it with a shittier service, Right. Or if I have great service, I'll make up with it with a shittier product. Neither of those things are true. 
because there's enough companies out there that you're competing with at the highest level that are good at all of those things. And those people will always beat you. So there is no, there is no choice here. There, like this is a false idea of a choice. You guys think there's a choice because you're ignorant to the process. And I don't mean that to insult anybody, but if you don't, you don't know what you don't fucking know. Okay. And what you don't know is, is that when you go out and you try to build a company and you compromise on any of these other things, there's going to be another company out there that exceeds at that. That's going to take those customers that think that is the main uh, point that they care about that are going to get them. And then they're going to do it in this other area, right? There's people to shop for price. There's people to shop for quality. There's people to shop for fucking service. There's people to shop for culture. There's people to shop for made in America. There's people to shop for fucking every single reason you could possibly think of. And your goal is to build an organization to where every single one of those reasons is at fucking top level. And that's how you're going to win. That's how you're going to build something great. And this is a, this is a common misunderstanding amongst small and mid-level business owners um, that they can compromise on certain areas in their company to, to still succeed. And that might be true. Okay. That might be true because I'll be real with you. I ran a hundred million dollar company when I was 350 fucking pounds. Okay. I didn't live the lifestyle. Our products weren't at the highest level. Our service certainly wasn't what it is now. There was a lot of things. So I was able to find some success, but it worked. Quote Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's like feedback mirage here. Okay. Right. Right. You're, you think you're successful, but really when you compare yourself to the other people that are successful, you're just a booger on their nose. And that realization never happens for a lot of people because they get enough money to get a nice car, a nice house, maybe a lake house or something, you know, a nice level of yeah. life. But what they fail to look around and see is that none of their people are actually progressing. None of the people that have helped them get to that life are actually creating meaningful careers because they've made the standard about them and not everybody else, which stalls out their entire fucking progress. So they get to a level of, let's say, an eight figure level or a nine figure level where they're making you know a few million bucks a year personally, and then they just kind of quit. And when they kind of quit, they think, oh, everything will just stay the same and I can make $2 million a year for the next 30 years. You can't because when you stop, everybody else keeps going. And eventually the options that the consumer has, they're going to discover there are better options and you're going to decline. So like the idea that we can put shit in park and just coast or put it in neutral and coast along is a false idea. It's a false idea in business. It's a false idea in reality with, your, with yourself. The world is moving at a pace, okay? which means if you don't move with the pace, you're going to get left behind. So your goal as a person or as an operator of a business is to move ahead of the pace that, that the people are moving at so that you're always ahead of that. But the minute you take the foot off the gas and you say, hey, we're good at uh, you know 30 million or we're good at 10 million or we're good at 100 million, you put it in neutral, you start to lose and you won't know why because you'll be doing every single thing you've always done to the best of your abilities, but they're not at standard for what customers expect because everybody else is progressing. Mm. So there is no standing still. There is no neutral. There is no maintaining. You're either winning and getting better, and this goes for yourself too, like your own self, or you are losing and getting worse. There's no maintaining. Yeah. And people don't understand this. Like in a work environment, like people think they can rest on their laurels with their skill set. All right, let's just say you're a part of a team. And you think, man, I'm pretty good at this. Well, <clears throat> you stop trying to grow. You stop reading. You stop taking care of your brain. You stop progressing. You stop learning new skills because you're good already. You're good. Mm -hmm. All right. 
but everybody else keeps getting better. And eventually you find yourself at the bottom of the list where you're, you're not good. You're not only not good anymore. You're at the bottom of the list and you wash the fuck out. That's what happens uh, whenever people get complacent. Because yeah, there's, there's, there's new techniques being being created. And there's and, people who were behind yeah. them that were hungry yeah. that have gotten much better. And they've just continued to get better while those people didn't improve. I've seen this happen over the course of my company a dozen times where people at one point were the best person in the organization. And then over the course of three or four years, they become literally not capable of functioning in the organization because the organization continues to improve. Yeah. And, and dude, that's that's something that like, if you're an employee somewhere now, now if you're somewhere that like doesn't give a fuck, right? Like, cool. Yeah, they probably won't care. They're gonna give. A, they're gonna care that you show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're somewhere that's aggressive, that holds a high standard, like you can't cut it in those environments. Like you couldn't cut that. You couldn't cut that mentality in pro sports. No, you couldn't cut that mentality in in, no, in college. Get, you get cut, <laughs> dude. Pro sports is the perfect analogy for the way things really work. Mm. Okay, people people want to make up all these excuses and these justifications and these, you know, lies. Tricks, hacks. Yeah, bro, about why they're not where they are. It's lies, okay? You're not where you are because you're not good enough to be where the fuck you want to be. That is fucking it, okay? There's motherfuckers that want to play in the NFL that just ain't good enough to play in the NFL. It doesn't matter how nice they are. doesn't matter fucking nothing. They are not good enough. And if people would just eliminate all the other shit, all the other shit they carry about why they're not where they are, there's only two fucking reasons why. You're either A, not good enough, or B, you haven't been doing it long enough to get good enough. And that is fucking it. That's it. There's no other reason. You're not where you want to be because you're not fucking good enough. You don't have the skills required. And that should be a key indicator to you to say, all right, I'm not good enough. I'm going to go get the skills required. And I'm, I'm not only am I, am I going to become good enough, I'm going to become the best. Mm-hmm. And that should be the mentality that you carry through. If you carry that mentality everywhere you go, you never lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so you're saying, you know, on this prioritizing, picking one is that not only can you focus on all of those things, but it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. If you're serious. If you're real. Yeah. yeah if you're serious. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to get beat eventually. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I would start with quality of product and work out from there. You know, if you only have so much energy to address one thing at a time, let's like, okay, let me give you a practical example, right? If you only have three people and you have the resources of these three smart people, you're going to want to pour the three resources of those smart people into the product to start, okay? Once you get the product where it needs to be, then you're going to pour those resources step-by-step into these other areas. Then next it would be your, let's say, customer experience slash service, right? The next would be uh, your ability to uh, fulfill the order. Well, maybe maybe it's in different order, but the point is you go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing with your resource of three people and you get them to the level that you want them to be at. And then what, do you, what happens when you get to the last one? Do you think you just forget about them all again? No, you go back and you start looking at your product again, mm. the thing you started with. Yeah. And this is how you do it with a small team. Okay, so you go one area, two area, three area, four area, five area, six area, one area, two area, and you keep pushing the fucking envelope over the course of time. This is how you build a high standard company with a very small team. That's the practice. We teach this in Arate, by the way. So like, if you want more information like this about how to actually do stuff, that's where RTA comes in. 
And by the way, you're surrounded by people who are also doing these things. So you create an amazing network with it. But the point is, there's practicality to doing it that way. It's a technique. And if you're a small company and you're asking, like, where should I put my energy? Start with the product. Take all the areas that touch the customer step by step by step by step first. Because if you go out and market your product and you don't have the ability to fulfill the order properly in a timely manner, or you don't have the ability to service the customer or the product sucks, you're fucking dead in the water. Okay. There's no amount of ads. There's no amount of, uh, because the speed at which word of mouth travels about product now is too fast. Yeah. So it's instant. Yeah. So like we're back in the day, you know, you could start your company with a shit product and then work it to a nice product. You don't have that anymore because the feedback loop is fucking instant. So you don't have wiggle room on your product. You don't have wiggle room on anything that your customer touches anymore the minute you fucking launch it. Because the minute you launch it, people are saying, was this worth it or was this not worth it? Is this what it says it is or is it another marketing bullshit? And if you get marketing bullshit right out the gate, how the fuck are you going to build your company with that reputation? Now you're carrying something you should have never started carrying. It's already hard, mm-hmm. right? So that's what Arte is for, by the way. Uh, ArteSyndicate.com. Go look at it. Uh, but the point is, is that customer facing, customer touching, focus points first, everything else second. Repeat, 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 repeat. When things get good enough, you hire more people in. And then eventually people take care of these each individual departments over the course of time. Yeah, love it, man. Guys, Andy, that was three. All right, that's three guys. Uh, go pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, dust a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.